Well, we're going through the series of John's Gospel and uh, the I Am Sayings on a Sunday. And today uh, we're looking at uh, when Jesus said, I am the Good Shepherd. And this morning it's going to be unapologetically a bit of a history lesson. So we're kind of back to school. Before I give you the history lesson, I just want to read the relevant passages and just soak them in. It's from John chapter 10. And uh, first of all, uh, I'm going to do John chapter 10, verses 1 to 6. Jesus says, Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. And then from verse 11 to verse 18. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd, and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. When the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it, the man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me, just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheepfold. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life, only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. And then finally, verses 27 to 30. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. That's an amazing scripture. And here comes the history lesson that helps us to understand what Jesus was saying. First of all, the, uh, this is the background. Um, If we think shepherd and sheep, we can think of today's British farmers and the way it works, where uh, a farmer might have 
hundreds and thousands of sheep and it's all a little bit mechanical and there might be sheep dogs or there might even be mechanical sheep dogs and uh, it's all very impersonal and it's all kind of mass farming and uh, many of the, the, the sheep, they, they're there to produce lambs that are going to make Gleftigo on Thursday night. And uh, that's not anything like the situation when Jesus was teaching. Here's what it was like when Jesus was teaching. Uh, there was a relationship in those days between the sheep and the shepherd. Uh, in England, uh, we don't have to look for either green fields or water for the sheep to drink or to pasture. There are green fields everywhere. There is water everywhere. A shepherd in those days would have not hundreds and thousands of sheep, but about 20 sheep on average. And the shepherd would spend all day with his sheep, day in, day out, every day. And, and uh, the shepherd would, would sometimes be with the sheep for, for 10 years. So he would spend every day, all day, with, with 20 sheep for 10 years, for the whole, up to 10 years, for the whole of their lives. And the shepherd's job was to find pasture for them in the dry Judean hills. It wasn't like today, you know, there's pasture everywhere. We need a few sheep just to keep the grass. Uh, it's cheaper than getting a lawnmower. In, in those days, the, the Judean hills were dry, they were desert-like, and the shepherd would have to look and look and look for good pasture to keep the sheep alive. It was a challenge. If the shepherd couldn't find a pasture, the sheep would die. And the shepherd had an intimate relationship with them. Uh, he, he even gave them names. And sometimes they would be fun nicknames. Sometimes they were uh, to do with the way they looked. Sometimes they would do, be even to do with their different characters. The shepherd would know that even their different little personalities uh, in those days. And they would know him. All their lives they would spend with him. And they would recognize his voice. He would go on ahead of them and they would follow. It wasn't like today where the shepherd would, would lead them from behind with the sheepdogs gathering them up. He would go on ahead and he would lead the way. And if there was danger, he'd be the first one in danger. And they would follow him. And if they, if they paused for a bit, he would just call them and they would recognize his voice. And his voice was their security. And so that was how it would go. Um, he didn't need a sheepdog. He would gather them himself. And it was dangerous in those days leading sheep in the wilderness. There were no fences uh, there was no safe place. Um, uh, the danger would be that they could fall down a ravine and kill themselves or they could, or they could uh, get, be in danger in all sorts of other ways. There would be wild animals like wolves and jackals and hyenas and sometimes even in those days bears and lions and they would be ready to kill them. Uh, they would be ready to eat them and the shepherd uh, would have to defend them he would have to fight off the, the jackals and the wolves and the hyenas in order to defend them. And sometimes he would even have to fight off robbers and thieves who would want to come 
and, uh, and kill the sheep and take them. And the shepherd in those days, he would put his life on the line, fighting off attackers. And some shepherds, they died defending their sheep. They would, they would, literally, they would literally die trying to save their sheep's lives. And occasionally, uh, the shepherds in those days would hire people uh, to look after the sheep for them if they needed to take some time off or if they had something else to do. That never worked out well. They stopped doing that because when they did, it always ended badly because the hired men would not risk their lives defending the sheep. If you were a hired person, you'd think, you know what? A week's wages is not worth my life. But the shepherd who loved the sheep, who spent his whole life with them, he would put his life on the line, he would defend them, and he would even be risking giving his life up for them. The good shepherds were those who owned and loved their sheep and risked their lives for them. The shepherd would carry a rod and a staff and the rod would be used to, against the wolves and the jackals and the thieves. The rod would be used to defend the sheep and the staff would be used to guide the sheep and to rescue the sheep. If the sheep ended up in a ravine or if the sheep were in a dangerous place, he would just with his staff, he would lead them back. He would bring them back. So the rod and the staff were indispensable. Um, at night, uh, the sheep had the security of the sheepfold. And at night, the shepherd would take them and there would be these little sheepfolds um, uh, in, in, in the country. And uh, the shepherd would take them there. And as Andy said last week, uh, he would actually be the door. He would lie down at the entrance to the sheepfold and they would come to him and they would go over him uh, in order to be in the place of safety. And at night, they were safe in the sheepfold and the shepherd would, would guard the entrance. In the day, they were safe with the shepherd. And actually, they were safer in the day with the shepherd than at night in the sheepfold. Because sometimes at night in the sheepfold, the thieves would climb in the back and would steal them. The security of a relationship is always better than the security of a structure. Our security is in our relationship with him. Our security is in listening to his voice. The shepherd would have to find them still water for them to drink because troubled water Running water was not good because uh, a sheep's nostrils were very near its mouth. And if the, sheep, if the water was running and they tried to drink, they could, they could drown or the water would go up their noses. They couldn't drink. So the shepherd would be looking for still water, for calm water, so that the sheep could drink the calm water. Um, when the shepherd found them green pasture, he would need to calm them down and make them lie down and rest because the sheep would easily get agitated. So when he found them green pasture after walking, he would have to calm them down and he would have to make them 
lie down. He would sometimes actually have to physically take them and lay them down and calm them down. So not only would they eat the green pasture, but they would rest in the green pasture if the, in the noon of the day. Having said that, I want to read, and I hope this will make a whole load more sense, a psalm that David wrote, Psalm 23. Just receive this. He said, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters, still waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths where I won't fall down a ravine for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me, my shepherd. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. They protect me. They defend me. They, they rescue me. We walk through the darkest valley sometimes in our lives. And he is with us. The good shepherd leads us. That's why we're safe. That's why we are secure. And we walk through the darkest valley. We don't stay there. We don't camp there. Because the good shepherd, Jesus, leads us through. That is our hope in the darkest times, in the most difficult times. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Why is Jesus our good shepherd? Because he laid down his life for his sheep. Because he died to save us from the wolves and the hyenas, from the thieves and the robbers, from the enemy who comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus came that we might have life and have it in all its fullness. The good shepherd died so that his sheep might live. Hallelujah. He knows us and we recognize his voice. He is with us for life. He loves us for life. He knows our little quirks. He knows why some of us get offended when our friends call our wonderful creation macaroni cheese. He knows and he loves us. He knows every little thing about us and he will never, ever leave us. He will never, ever forsake us. 
we are precious to him. He provides and he leads and he protects and he saves. I'll say it again. He provides and he leads and he protects and he saves. We can fear no evil in the darkest valleys of life because he is with us. Because of him, we walk through the darkest valley. As I said already, we don't stay there. The good shepherd made the choice to die. He chose that his sheep might live. He said, no one takes my life. Remember that first scripture. I give it up. I lay it down. But what good is a dead shepherd to his sheep? A dead shepherd is no good. But this shepherd, this good shepherd, didn't stay dead. He rose from the dead and he is alive today. And he today, today is the great shepherd of the sheep. I am the good shepherd, said Jesus. One of the great I am's. Hallelujah. You can know him. You can recognize his voice. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He knows everything. And he died fiercely so that you might live.